Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, March 15th, the middle of March, the Ides of March. And oh boy, do I have a good story from last night. But first... I got to tell you about our guest today. You guys are going to absolutely love him. If you're into brackets, you're going to love him. If you don't really care about the brackets of the NCAA tournament, well, we can't be friends. But um, y- you can still listen to what this gentleman has to say in hopes that you can, I don't know, win some money in your uh, work bracket contest or enter some pools with friends and clean up and dominate because, you know, that's what we like to do here, uh, make you guys some money. Um, our guest is a guy who bets a lot of college basketball. Um, he is at NBC Sports. He has had a really good college ba- uh, college basketball betting season. His name is Thomas Casale. He is very thoughtful, and I think you'll really like what he has to say about the tournament, and hopefully he can give you some winners. Uh, really good stuff from Thomas. But first, before we get to him, let me just quickly 
buzz through what happened in the NFL because chaos seemed to go down. Oh my gosh. I know free agency doesn't start for a couple days officially or one or two days, but some of the stuff that's just buzzing around is madness. Jarvis Landry's done in Cleveland. It's funny. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry were supposed to be like the two guys who helped put Baker Mayfield over the top and Odell demanded a trade and now they cut loose Jarvis. And I get it makes sense financially, but nevertheless. Um, so they got Amari Cooper. We didn't even talk about Amari Cooper. Goodness gracious. Uh, the NFL stuff from the weekend kind of got over, overshadowed by Tom Brady. But I, it, just the Browns overhaul is interesting. I don't think they're done. I think they're going to get into Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, players and picks. It makes sense, right? Um, Baker Mayfield, you're not doing anything with him. You're not giving him an extension. It's over for him, so why not try to punt? And, you know, if you have to give up Kareem Hunt, if you have to give up, hell, Nick Chubb, you do whatever you have to to get a quarterback. Um, Elsewhere in the league, the Chargers continue to absolutely go all in to make it to the playoffs. I'm not going to even say Super Bowl, but they're trying to get to the playoffs. The first move was Khalil Mack last week. Listen, I know some people thought it was an overpay. Fine, that's cool that you think that. I get it. That being said, Khalil Mack and Bosa on opposite ends, as long as they're healthy, that is a deadly offense, uh, defensive line. You can't double-team both of them. And oh, by the way, the Chargers went out and got J.C. Jackson, arguably the best cornerback on the market. He was really, really good in New England. Now, I know a lot of buyer's remorse with guys from New England. They end up outside of the Belichick system, and they're not as good. We'll see with J.C. Jackson, but my goodness, that Chargers defense, Derwin James, Bosa, Mack, Jackson— they are really stacked. If they can stop the run, they have, still have their first-round pick. Tough not to like the Chargers. I know the AFC West is loaded, but um, they got a good chance to win 10, 11, 12 games. I, I like the Chargers a lot next year. Who doesn't? I need to mention my Jets stole, yes, stole, CJ Uzama from the Bengals. Three years, $24 million. I like it. You know, the, uh, Zach Wilson's going to need some people, right? They don't really have great receivers. I like the Elijah Moore draft pick. Uh, you guys remember, I, I got to hang out with him a little bit at Super Bowl party. He's a super nice guy. I think he's going places. I think he's going to be a star in New York. He's shifty, quick twitch. He can dominate in space. I don't think he can be Debo Samuel. He's not that powerful, but you can do a lot of different things with Elijah Moore. I think Uzama will help the middle of the field. Now you just need to stretch it. And if you got to go overpay for a burner on the outside, you got. I, I think in the. I think at ten, if the, if Sauce Gardner, the cornerback, is gone. I think they're going to be looking wide receiver. Uh, you're going to have to spend and maybe overpay for Olave or one of the Ohio State uh, guys, Wilson or Olave. But they just need a burner in. And now I've talked too much about the Jets that uh, Rob G is going to get angry. I quickly will wrap up. by me- I mentioned a Calcutta. And I know some of my buddies are going to be upset when they hear this. Um, I got invited to a Calcutta college basketball. If you remember, I did one last year. It was like my popping my Calcutta cherry I did it over Zoom. It was kind of impersonal. It was some guys who I don't really know. I, I didn't perform great, but I it was my first one, and I didn't really understand like the strategy. So with that one under my belt, I joined a group this year at a local one. Um, obviously, there's one big money guy who's willing to put in a lot of money, and everybody else is like, oh, we'll do 3000 5000 whatever. And I was absolutely blown away by a the amount of people who partook in this um last year the pool was a hundred and thirty one thousand dollars this year and i'm not even kidding the pool all the teams total went for four hundred and sixty two thousand dollars 
I mean, it was crazy. I'm sitting there like it almost felt like it was monopoly money. It's a bunch of, you know, private equity guys, hedge fund dudes, real estate guys who don't really follow college hoops, but they want to get some skin in the game and have fun with March Madness and the bracket. So they bid up teams. And uh, listen, our group did not get too many teams, but we got some pretty good ones. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm not going to go through all of them for you. I will tell you the three teams we got. I lobbied hard for Loyola of Chicago. We got them at the bargain basement price of $2,600. They get they get us nothing if they lose in the first round. If they win in the first round, lose in the second. Also irrelevant. You need to get to the sweet 16 to make any money. I think Loyola is capable of it. I think Villanova is susceptible. I think when you listen to our guest, you will agree with me. So we got Loyola of Chicago, 2600 they were the most expensive 10 seed. We also got two other teams. We got Kansas for $29,000. We like Kansas a lot. I'm a big Jayhawks fan. But that's not the biggest fan I am. I would love nothing more than a Gonzaga-Kansas final. Because yes, we convinced our... Well, I don't think we had to do much convincing. He's the guy with the pocketbook. Um, and he, he's a fairly famous individual. I'm not going to mention him here. I didn't ask him permission. We're not tight. I'm not texting him. He seems like a nice enough guy. He let me in the crew. So we paid $54,000 for Gonzaga. My mind was blown at the time, but we had to get him. We were bidding against a group that I think already had Tennessee, $18,500. I, I know this sounds crazy, but these are actual prices that they went for, like don't ask me how the money changes hands. I don't want to know. I want to stay far away from that. But you look at Iowa. Iowa, the five seed. I, I, I told our guys, like, we'd love to have Iowa. But obviously, we got Kansas uh, instead. Iowa went for $16,500. By far, the most expensive five seed. I, I thought the best bargain was kind of a late one. It was Auburn in the Midwest, $18,000. When Auburn goes for... 18, Villanova went for 24. I don't see what people see in Villanova. Big East was down. Listen to Thomas when uh, later in the podcast. And Duke went for 23,000. Bit of a surprise. Kentucky might have been the overall best, $22,000 as a two seed. I think they can make the championship. But I thought early, I think they were like the second or third team off the board. And I tried to tell our group, like, guys, we need we need to get in on this. But nobody had any idea what stuff was going to go for. Because again, last year, the highest team was Gonzaga at like 16000 And Baylor was, I don't know, 7000 or something. So people were still going off last year's numbers. Connecticut, a five seed, went for $2,800. That's an absolute steal when you consider the other five seed, Houston, went for 11000 Now, I'm telling you, a lot of people like Connecticut to potentially, potentially pull upsets. And I, listen, can they pull it off? I don't, I mean, they're going to beat New Mexico, obviously. Then they will face Arca- probably Arkansas. I think those are two winnable games. And then you're likely facing Gonzaga. And Gonzaga has been the little tendency to be soft inside. So I think Connecticut could pull it off. But I will, at this point, hand the podcast over to our guest, Thomas Casale of CBS Sports. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy 
knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a college basketball. I don't know if I want to call him a guru. That might be a little strong, but he's he's been on a heater in college basketball gambling. He is at NBC Sports. I'm curious about the background because, you know, we do these over Zooms, and he's got a pretty nice background. Thomas Casale, uh, NBC Sports. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, hey, thanks for taking the time. You are located upstate New York, so I'm sure you'll be at that regional, right, where Vermont has a decided home court advantage, I'm told. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go there and watch Vermont get trounced by 20, but uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, so how you feel? First of all, I'll start with the uh, how long you've been doing college basketball, gambling on tournaments and all that stuff. A lot of people just, you know, they Thomas, it's kind of a bummer, but college basketball has mostly become a one-month sport for a lot of people. Yeah. So now you've got a lot of new listeners and watchers who are like, oh, you know, use, uh, who, who's a random team that's kind of good? Oh, Virginia Tech just won the ACC tournament. Yep. I, they're going to make a run. And it's like, eh, they might not have made the field if not for that run. So how do you handicap, like, you know, the overall tournament versus someone who watches the sport, like, all season long? Well, I think you make a good point. So you're looking at teams that win their conference tournaments, right? Like Tennessee and Iowa have been playing good for a while. So it's not that unexpected to see them win their tournaments, but you know, you get some of these teams like Richmond, you know, Richmond, Richmond was down 14 to Rhode Island in their first game, ended up coming back and then getting on a run. So they're probably going to get trounced by Iowa, Uh, things like that. You know, it's very hard to replicate what you did in three or four days in a conference tournament and then start it all over in the NCAA tournament. It's really all about matchups. Yeah, and it's the familiarity of the teams in the conference tournament, right? You're used to going mm-hmm. to that location. Uh, there's a lot more pressure here uh, in the NCAA tournament. I, like this is, you know, the, the reason I love it is that this is like the final hurrah for a lot of these guys. They're never going to play basketball again, right? Like maybe yeah, they'll play rec leagues, semi-pro yeah. at best. But like this is it. This is like everything they got. A team like St. Mary's, like I, <laughs> they're a great story. I like them a lot. I mean, a lot of these guys aren't going to be playing after St. Mary's gets bounced, right? Exactly. And you made a good point, you know, about people kind of just watching the tournaments and teams that match up against each other. You know, I've been hearing a lot over the last 48 hours that Kentucky is no good. Uh, how many Tennessees are there in the tournament? You know what I mean? Like they've played yeah. three times. Tennessee has one of the best interior defenses in the country. There's just not many teams that can, that have that. So you're right. And then it's always fun to see those teams like a St. Mary's or a Loyola that you're, that won't have a lot of players in the pros uh, come out with that kind of intensity and make a run. Yeah, I uh, I saw you had you had been on a really good stretch here. I'm curious historically, how have you done in the tournament? Are you a a one bracket guy? Do you do no brackets? Do you enter twenty bracket contests? And obviously, you're gambling on games, but uh, talk me through the strategy heading into uh, this week. Sure, I do a couple of brackets. You might college basketball is weird because the best time to bet it is in December and January, but everybody's betting football. So nobody's winning on the college basketball market. And that's where, listen, it's a lot easier to find us off lines when 358 teams are playing, right, than the NFL. So once February comes, it starts to get harder because uh, they pay more attention to the lines. 
in my opinion, the NCAA tournament is the toughest time to bet on basketball. Yeah. The lines are tight. They're moving sharp. So you really got to try to find a couple of edges. I'm pretty selective in my NCAA tournament picks. I don't go crazy. I find a few that I like here and there. And then I play a couple of brackets. Uh, I haven't, the last time I won a bracket, I think Danny Manning was hoisting up oh, the trophy. Geez. So, uh, the, you, you know, it, it's been a while. I take too many upsets. I'm an upset guy. Oh, you know, it's weird because most of the guys who, you know, a lot of the guys I know who watch college hoops a lot kind of struggle in the brackets because they know these teams so well and then teams don't really perform in, uh, you know, this unique spot. Sometimes the time zone, um, sometimes the game time tip off. Like there's so many different factors at play. And, you know, then the grandma goes in and is like, oh, I'm going to root for the Bulldogs and pulls off the bracket win. Right. Exactly. It's the it's the 87 year old woman down in Pensacola who picks cat mascots. Right. <laughs> he always, she's always the last person with a perfect bracket. And you're sitting here thinking, boy, I've been studying college basketball for four months till two in the morning and yeah. I'm done. So and there's a little bit of luck to it there. And listen, sometimes teams just don't show up. I bet BYU last year against UCLA. Three minutes into that game, I said good night and turned yeah. it off because they didn't have any energy. For whatever reason, they weren't there. So that's a big part of the tournament, too, is just the energy and emotion that teams play with early. Hey, you just mentioned BYU energy early games. So I, I was talking to an Indiana guy, and I was like, you know, Indiana, I kind of like their matchup against Wyoming, and I think Indiana in the, could actually win their opening round game after that. Trying to find them on the bracket. Yeah, I, th- I think they could take down St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. I-, I like what I see from Indiana. And he's like, well, but look at the time. I guess they their time is East Coast um, late game, and then they have to turn around and fly across the country. And, and it's just not advantageous. Have you looked at Indiana uh, or St. Mary's at all? Yeah, I do like Indiana to win that first game. I think Wyoming's had a heck of a year, but they relied too much on two players. Uh, and I think Graham EK could get in foul trouble in that game. So I think Indiana advances. And it's going to be that's going to be a dogfight, you know, that second game. It's going to be uh it's going to be a defensive struggle. Games like that come down to a few possessions. I think they're they're very hard to predict. But it is important to pay attention at times and it's important to pay attention to to just the how hard is a team to prepare for? You know, I actually, I like UConn a little bit. And the reason I like them is because I think outside of the Big East, they're just a hard team to prepare for. They play physical. They do a lot of things that you don't see a lot, similar to a Texas Tech. UConn would match up with either Arkansas or Vermont in round two. Uh, I saw UConn's what number one or number two in the country in offensive rebounding. Yeah, that's a that big, could be that, a problem. That's a big Gonzaga. metric I look at. I look at turnovers, offensive rebounding, and free throw shooting. I think those three metrics decide close games more than any other three. So I'm big on the offensive rebounding. Um, so what what when someone says to you, "Hey, Gonzaga's a heavy favorite." Um, one of these metrics has them 52% chance to get to the final four. Uh, they got a cakewalk. And then you're like, well, wait a sec. They already lost to Alabama. They lost to Duke. I know that was both were early. And Texas Tech plays the best defense in the country and knocked them out a couple years ago. So I, I don't know that that's that easy of a bracket. What, what's your counter to that? I think that's a really tough bracket. I don't think the committee did Gonzaga any favors. There's huh. a lot. I mean, look at that second round game. Boise, 
who plays tough defense, who can, who, you know, who guards the paint or Memphis who has like six pros. That's not the easiest second round game. I, in my opinion, listen, a lot of smart guys like Gonzaga, the metrics like Gonzaga, I think they're one of the best teams in the country, but I think they're a little bit overvalued. I, I thought last year's Gonzaga team was better with subs yeah. at guard. I really did. I know Chet Holmgren, Twitter loves them, seen them get pushed around once or twice this year by a bigger front line. It's something to watch in the tournament. Uh, I know it's cliche to say, oh, you got to rely on guards. You need good guard play. Everybody and their mom knows that. I just, I look at the Gonzaga guards and Nemhard is very good, but I'm not overwhelmed. And I keep having flashbacks to Baylor's guards just destroying them in the national championship game. Like, I mean, embarrassing them. I My only counter to that is, well, are there any really awesome guard combos in this bracket? And I, I, I don't know that I see it. Do you? Well, I do think they struggle with quick guards off the dribble. I mean, for say what you want about Alabama. They may be the most athletic team in the country. I mean, they have a ton of athletes. Boy, did Gonzaga struggle keeping them out of the paint. You know, when people say the paint, they think you're just talking about the big guys. But Alabama dominated that game by driving into the paint, off the dribble. That's where I think Gonzaga is the weakest. I do think Arkansas and UConn have a couple of guys that can bother them. Now, listen, you got to play a perfect game against the Zags, right? You got to rebound well. You got to defend well. Uh, So they're they're going to be tough to beat. Do I think they should be 52% to win the tournament? Absolutely not. Uh, it's also one of these things, Thomas, where I look and it's like so easy to punch holes in like every team out there, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's very easy for us to sit here and not, oh, well, Auburn. I mean, come on. But meanwhile, a month ago, Auburn looked like a juggernaut. And I've seen you tweeting, you, you're holding on a 70 to one ticket mm-hmm. to Auburn or something, something crazy like that. And now it's like, eh, can, can they make jump shots? Like, I don't know. Are they going to have problems against the USC defense in the second? You know, one of those deals. Yeah, no, I actually agree with you. This is what I think about Auburn. I think if Miami beats USC, Auburn can get to the final four. If USC beats Miami, I think they might go out in the second round because USC is going to match them with the size. They're going to play the zone defense, and they're going to say, all right, you beat us – shooting jumpers. Auburn hasn't proven they can do that yet. I, you know, I think Alan Flanagan not coming back hundred percent yet from the Achilles really hurt Auburn. And that was part of my cap when I bet him before this season, but still a very good team. I kind of like the way the region sets up for them. I think that's the easiest region. I don't even like Kansas and I took them to go to the final four. I, I don't think you're going to see many upsets in that region. So Auburn could get there if they match up with Miami in round two. Interesting. So where are you on LSU? It worth taking a fire? I thought last year's LSU team was better with Cam Thomas. I, I know they fired their coach, which is a little quirky, you know, the week of the tournament. Um, but are they a threat? Like, I'm not a buyer of Wisconsin. Who, who do you like other than Kansas there? I guess Auburn, huh? Yeah, but you make a good point about LSU. I That was a team I liked a couple weeks ago oh. as a potential, you know, matchup problem. I don't think you can prepare for LSU's length and athleticism on defense if you're not used to playing them. If they didn't make the coaching change, I might have taken them to go a lot further than I did, oh. only because I like the way their defense matches up with the teams you mentioned. It's just hard to read that, the coaching thing. You know what I mean? Like, everybody remembers the Steve Fisher and then Michigan yeah. Boya winning it all. But it could also go the other way, right? <laughs> like the Maybe things are going on in the program we don't know about. I think on paper, I you know, I think they're going to slaughter Iowa State. I really do. But And then we'll see if they can get it rolled. I'll tell you right now, Wisconsin doesn't have an easy first-round game. Colgate uh, yeah. last year, bad seed. This year, good seed. 
Yeah, they. I, I remember against Arkansas, they jumped to like a sixteen point lead, and I kept in game betting Arkansas because I knew I well, liked that Arkansas team. I, I wasn't. In, I was having in game heart attacks because that was one of my biggest bets ever. Was Arkansas minus eight and a half, and I actually had to. I couldn't watch the rest of the game. I was in oh. tears. Wow. Yeah, it was early. It was. They, I mean, yeah. Colgate. Colgate can go. They're one of the best three point shooting teams in the country. Veterans. How much do you? By the way, how much do you put stock in like veterans versus young kids? Because I believe Arizona is the youngest team in the field, according to Ken Palm. It, it, they're either first or second, something like that. I put it more into mid-majors. Um, mm. A team like Vermont, who I don't think had a good draw, but very experienced. I like teams that have gone to the tournament before and, and, are, and are returning. Uh, you know, I remember years ago with Vermont, they played Syracuse, and I had yes. them on the money line because it was their third time in the tournament with the same kids. Wow. Uh, and they ended up beating the Cuse. The, so I do look at that a lot. I think teams like Arizona, I don't think it hurts so much just because they're so talented and they're so deep. So they can, a couple guys can play poor games. They got other guys ready to roll. The, the thing with Arizona, and I, I picked them to win it all, is just going to be the defense against better teams, right? Yeah. Can they, can, they, you can't just outscore everybody in the tournament. At some point, you're going to have a rock fight where you've got a, a close game where your defense has to step up a little. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I, I'm trying to think of what teams that applies to mid-majors, veterans. I guess Loyola would be Loyola. One. Yeah, I love Loyola. I have them. I have them beating Villanova. I don't think this is a very strong Villanova Ooh. team. I think Loyola is going to blow Ohio State out. I really do. I think that's going to be like a double-digit win for the Ramblers. They match up well. Uh, Ohio State's a little beat up coming into the tournament. I just think they're one and done again this year. Yeah, Ohio State, they just don't look good. Uh, interesting over Villanova. Uh, there's all this hype. I mean, people love Jay Wright, obviously, Gillespie. People love – you look at that team. After Gillespie and Samuels, do, do they really have anything? You hit it on the money for me. The way Loyola has defended this last month, now that they're healthy again, I think that presents a tough matchup problem for Villanova. Now, listen, obviously Loyola has to score. So, I mean, that could yes. be a 45-45 game with three minutes to go. But the way Loyola's defense matches up with a Villanova team that doesn't have a ton of scores, I think that's the Wildcats' weakness and why I don't really have them going far this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Does San Diego State qualify as a mid-major or no? Yeah, no, they're they're very experienced. My problem with San Diego State, and it's always going to be this, is that do they score enough? Yeah. You know, they just have those games where they play in the 40s and low 50s, and when you get in the tournament, you just can't. You have one of those, and you might be going home. Yeah. But, I was on uh, yeah, them last they're, year. They're very experienced against uh, Buddy Bayheim and uh, that, that was a Houser. terrible matchup for them. That was, that was was, they they couldn't play the zone. If, if the zone played them a hundred times, they'd be zero hundred against them. Oh, brutal. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. 
or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, so let's go for uh, double-digit upsets. I'll just toss out a couple of you. I mean, it's not big, but Davidson over Michigan State. Bad matchup for Sparty. And you think Izzo get caught looking ahead to Coach K? Well, you know, I know everyone's got the Duke-Michigan State game. I just don't think Michigan State's very good. They're not. You know, that, that's my, my issue with them. I don't have a great read on Davidson. I haven't had a great read on the A-10 for most of the year. I do lean to them in this game uh, just because I, I think they're going to be able to, to rebound and defend against Michigan State. It's going to be a close game, right? So mm-hmm. it could go either way, but I lean Davidson. Um, UAB and everybody's new favorite player, Jelly Walker. 
um, against Houston. Houston's – it's weird. I, I think I, you might have had this note that Houston has one win over yeah. a tournament team this year. Yep, that's uh, I, uh, yeah, they they have two they have two wins over tournament teams. One of them okay. was Bryant, and the other one was Memphis on Sunday. So their best wins outside of Memphis were Virginia and Oregon. Now I'm not saying Houston isn't talented; they obviously are, but they lost two players for the season. People, you know, sometimes forget about that. Two key players for the season back in November, December, and they haven't really played anyone. So are they that good? I have UAB in that game. I think really? they are a live dog. Uh, that's going to be a heck of a game. I think it's going to be one of the best first round matchups uh, of round one. Uh, and I took the eight and a half, nine points there, and I wouldn't be surprised if they upset them. So, Houston, I, don't, I guess Houston doesn't totally fall into that uh, mid major category. They do, Final four last year, they have four seniors, but you're right. Sasser done for the year. Uh, they lost another kid. I, I, damn, you have them going down to UAB. I do. I mean, I, I the re, and when I pick upsets, one of the re, re, ways I do it is if I don't have that team going far and they do end up winning, I don't think Houston's going to go that far this year. So if I pick the upset in my bracket, I, if it doesn't happen, I don't think it's going to kill me. Same thing with Illinois. I got Chattanooga beating Illinois. Okay. I, I have no love at all for the Illini. None. I don't know where the love comes for, from with that team. They have two players and a bunch of guys out there. <laughs> How about this one? The Jackrabbits, San Diego State and Pro. Providence. I, I saw I think I saw a stat that San Diego State has not lost since December 15th. Yeah, the I mean they haven't really played anybody, they but played it's still, anybody, still yeah. impressive to go through a conference where teams know you, right? And and, and go undefeated. I was looking to, I knew Sandy, everyone knew that South Dakota State was going to be one of those sexy picks, right? Uh, they shoot the ball like crazy. I was hoping they would play a more athletic team so I could go against them. Providence isn't really that team. I'm not as down on Providence as some other hmm. people, but I do think that's a tough matchup and I could see the Jackrabbits winning that one. Yeah, that you're right. I mean, the the mocks and um, the Jackrabbits, they're, they're fun and they almost seem like um, the public underdogs so far of the tournament. Would you agree yeah, to the first round? Yeah, and I'm a little bit upset because I've been on Chattanooga since November, and that that stinking game where they made the shot at the buzzer. I just looked up and I said, "Oh darn!" Everybody and their mother going to be on Chattanooga, yeah. <laughs> right? I was kind of hoping they would be one of those teams nobody was talking about. Um, but it, that really goes to TV though, too. Like, who were the talking heads talking up? Because listen, I, I I mentioned this last year when I bet against Colgate. No one on earth watched Colgate, so don't tell me you like Colgate. Yeah. Because you've never seen them. That was more people on TV saying, "Watch out for Colgate." So that's yeah. really where it's coming from. This is this is weird. So I, um, one of the guys on Colgate has a podcast that he does with the guy from Shot Quality, and they had me on there last year. So I'm talking to the kid. You know, he's uh, it's Tucker Richardson, who's one of their leading scorers. He's yeah, a great yep. great three point shooter. And I'm talking to him on the podcast that I'm just learning. About. I'm like, you guys are going to be good. He's like, oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're stacked. And then they come out and they lose a ton of games early. I don't know if you've yep. uh, were yeah. following, like they struggled, but then I know, they were right in the ship. Oh, is that what you were losing <laughs> money on them huh, early? The, no, they, but they, they, the, you know, one of their players was injured for a while too, ah. the Nelly Cummings, so their, their guard who really generates all the offense off, you know, off the dribble. So that's kind of when they were really struggling. Mm. And then he came back and they started getting in a groove. Uh, but you're right. They were very disappointing at the beginning. I, I bet them against Lehigh and they gave up like 95 points. And I was oh, like, geez. What, what's going on here? You know what you're, I mean? You're betting, but, <laughs> hold on, Thomas, you're betting Lehigh Colgate in December? Oh yeah, the, that's oh where all the gosh. money is. Patriot so, and, and League, Ivy League. I I don't want to um, p- 
pump you up too much, but some a couple guys did tell me that you are responsible for moving some markets in college basketball. Um, you know, I don't. How do you handle a question like that? You could be brutally honest. It doesn't matter. I don't consider myself a, like a sharp pro better. I, I just, you know, I, I look at everything. I don't bet. I think sometimes, especially on Twitter, people just bet one way. I don't know if it's their brand or, you know what I mean? Like they're fading the public or they're a contrarian. I, I kind of take everything into account. Yeah, I, I look at markets and line moves, but if I really like something, I'm going to bet it. Uh, that's just the way I do it. And I think in those smaller conferences, you know, if you follow them, like I know some people are on Yale. Yale's the second best team in the Ivy League. So yeah. you're betting that. Listen, I want to bet against Purdue as much as anyone, but <laughs> Princeton was the best team in the Ivy League and they didn't yeah. get in. So I don't want to bet the second best team in the Ivy League who showed that they cannot play against physical teams like Seton Hall early in the season. Now against a Purdue team that whatever you think about them is pretty athletic. Yeah, Purdue basically has three future NBA players. I mean, Williams, I don't know if he's going to be like a star or anything, but he's going to be in the NBA, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. I think that's why they're so disappointing is that they looked so good early. I mean, we talk about Auburn, but Purdue even more so. Like what happened down the stretch here? But they're kind of built to beat bad teams. I don't want to say Yale's bad, inferior teams. The way they play, their style with the height and the and the speed, I think they're going to give Yale a lot of trouble. Yeah, uh, I looked at Yale. And again, Ken Palm, I know everybody looks at Ken Palm. But according to Ken Palm, Yale lost to Seton Hall by 36. They lost to Auburn by... 20 and they lost to St. Mary's by 27. So you're stepping exactly. out of conference against tournament teams and you're getting absolutely destroyed. I, I don't know how there is a case for them against Purdue, I, except that you're fading Purdue because they're per don't. Right. And you're, you, you're expecting uh, the thing about upsets and betting underdogs. Uh, some of these games are like 30 point games. Like so some of the favorites just go out and whoop people too. That's not, it's not like, uh, I think when people think of March Madness, they think every game's decided at the buzzer and it's yeah. not so, I mean, you know, I listen, I'm a St. Peter's guy, but Kentucky's going to cream them. So, you know, you're not really getting any value with 17 points or some of these other teams. How are you handling the Baylor situation? They seem to be the least respected number one seed. Uh, I saw one uh, one of these metrics. I think it was Ed Fang's power rank said they have a five percent chance to win the championship, which is like barely. It's below like Auburn and Kentucky. I don't, where where are you on Baylor? Yeah, I would say that in the Casali power rankings, they are the probably the the most overvalued, weakest one seed that I can remember. Um, and the problem is injuries. You know, not only did they lose their post player, the best post player, LJ Cryer, one of their yeah. top players, is probably not going to play anytime soon. Uh, so, you know, you start losing a bunch of players like that and it adds up. Uh, this was a, I actually think the Big 12 is a touch overrated too. That's why I hate myself for having Kansas. Um, but the, I think there was three good teams in that conference and the rest of the conference was ugh. wait is texas so, is texas one of them no they're not <laughs> uh, although i will say this you mentioned virginia tech virginia tech struggles with ball pressuring athletic guards you can watch a game against memphis and they had all kinds of trouble with the ball i'm telling you i don't like texas but Virginia Tech could be that popular first-round pick that sinks a lot of people. Interesting. Um, that Texas team, what happened to Trey Mitchell? I, I saw he like left the team personal yeah. reasons. Is he back? It's one of, no, it's one of those things, you know, Jason, where I think you went out and you got a lot of talent. But the talent has never meshed in, in Beard's system. Mm -hmm. The in my opinion, he's coaching five-star kids like he's coached three-star kids at Texas Tech. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you got to let these guys go. Sometimes they're athletes. Yeah. The just let them play. I mean, I, it's like Hoosiers. I'm watching. Oh, you got to pass the ball four times. I mean, just let these guys. These guys are more talented than TCU. Let you know, let them go. It, it, that's interesting you say that because I think back to some of these Duke choke jobs with like Jason Tatum on the roster and you can't get out of opening weekend. And um, I, I just wonder about Paolo and, and Duke. And I he, I think he's an incredible talent, but I watch and there there's stretches where he doesn't get touches. And I'm like, what are they doing? And Calipari's had, had some of the some same issues, man, where they you've got like a future star. And like Devin Booker could was not getting looks when he was at Kentucky. I know they were stacked, but still. Um, where are you on Duke? We, I mean, we haven't really touched on them. Duke is perplexing to me because I, I feel like there's something else going on there. That huh. team has shown no effort at all. Now, let, listen, I'm a Syracuse guy. Buddy Beheim's not the best player in the country, but you th- he might be more important to Syracuse than any player in America. You lose Buddy Beheim and have trouble beating that team, that raises a huge red flag. I mean, listen, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Kansas, they win that game by 30 points against Syracuse. Yeah. They have nothing, no depth at all. And what I saw and what I saw in the other games in the ACC tournament and at the end of the year against North Carolina are guys who aren't playing defense. They're just standing there. It's, you know, you, I think everybody expected Duke to wake up after that North Carolina loss, but I haven't seen it on the defensive end. And I, I don't know, it, it, this doesn't look like a team that's coming together at the right time of the year. Do you have any theories as to what's going on? I know they have like three or four first round picks. Do you think some of it is, Hey, we're, we're just super talented. We're going to go into the tournament and roll. Is it, Hey, I got to, you know, my, my agent on the down low is telling me that I got to get more shots up and. I, what what do you what's your best guess as to what's happening internally? Is there too much pressure with the Coach K stuff looming? It's just my guess, but I don't think Coach K, the way they handled this final year, has has gone that great. He's got another guy doing press, uh, you know, halftime talks with the media and press conferences, like he's the coach now and Coach K isn't the coach. And you know, they had that huge uh, thing for North Carolina, which listen. I understand how big coach K has been in college basketball. Uh, you know, Jim Bayheim's been big, but that whole thing against North Carolina was borderline embarrassing. I thought yeah. it just, uh, you know, it's just too much. And I think you might be right. You know, I, I worked for the Patriots the year they were undefeated and lost to the giants. And I remember after the year, some of the guys said to me, the pressure just from your family members and your your brothers and your mother, you got to go undefeated. You got to go undefeated. It says it's way more than the media puts on you. And I'm just wondering if there's a lot of internal pressure on those kids. Win for Coach K. Win for Coach K. Because something doesn't look right there. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, hold on. For college basketball for a second. Pause. You worked for the Patriots. Yeah, I worked for the team newspaper for a while. Uh, oh, okay. I was days. like, wait a minute, you're working for Belichick? What, no, what the heck? No, no. So no, wait, no. so so Patriots players, the the pressure of the undefeated season wore them wore them down. Yeah, and it wasn't from the media because it was after the season, and they were just talking about it's like a you know, and I think it was Roosevelt Colvin actually who was the one who said it to me. He's like, man, he's like, it's just nonstop from my mother, from my cousin, from my brother. Man, you guys are going undefeated. And he said that's way worse than any outside pressure from the media or you guys. He said we don't care about that stuff. Yeah, when you call your relatives, the last thing you want to hear about is your undefeated run. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, 
The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I am curious, do you think that this, uh, you know, we watched that UCLA-Gonzaga game in the Final Four. I wonder if that was some of that undefeated, because that UCLA team was, we would agree, they just got on a heater late. But um, you think there's pressure like that on Gonzaga this year or not really? Because, you know, they have lost a couple games. Yeah, I don't think there's as much pressure on Gonzaga this year. Last year I thought was a little bit unique because I honestly thought it was two teams and the rest of the world, and those two teams met in the final. So I think Gonzaga had more pressure than Baylor because they were fighting the undefeated season. You know, more people were talking about Gonzaga, and I mean, Baylor kind of was just there, and they were the most talented team in the country all year. They just lost a few games. You know, So I do think last year they had a lot more pressure on them than this year. All right, so we'll wrap up with this, Thomas. Um, most likely double-digit seed to get to the Elite Eight. We'll just go one more than the Sweet 16 because a lot of uh, at least two or three will be in the mix for the Sweet 16. Yeah, so double-digit seed to get to the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight. Um, what is Lo- Loyola. Loyola? Loyola's a ten. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Give me Loyola. I think they got a shot to really make a run in this tournament. I was going to counter with, I know Michigan's not truly a double-digit seed given their brand and the program, but are they? is there something there in Michigan? I know they haven't, they've been up and down and inconsistent, but when you can trot out uh, Dickinson, a seven-footer who's All-American basically, and then the, the, the young, uh, the, the freshman kid who's incredible, and suppose, he's not there yet, but um, they, they, it feels like there's talent there. They just haven't got it together yet. Are they a threat? Yeah, I think you bring up a good point because you're looking at teams like North Carolina, teams like Michigan who have been inconsistent. But when you match them up talent-wise, you know, they have a heck of a lot more talent than Loyola, right? So, you know, those are teams, if they get right as this tournament, this, everything starts over now. It doesn't matter yeah. what you did in November and December. So just at a pure talent level, I think North Carolina and Michigan can cause some problems. It's just which team's going to show up every night. Uh, first number one seed to get knocked out. I would probably both agree Baylor, right? Yeah, I think they would have issues with North if it's North Carolina in the second round, and then uh, you know UCLA there. I, I think they got some problems. Now, a game you most want to see in the tournament? I think most people have answered Gonzaga Arizona, but you you would say that would be the most fun game to watch. If in terms of betting for me, it would be Kentucky and Gonzaga because I think Kentucky has everything to bother the Zags. They have a low post game. They have guards that can get off the dribble. That to me is the nightmare matchup for Gonzaga. So, real. So that could be a Final Four. So, do you have Kentucky in the championship? I do. Inter- uh, against uh, Arizona. Arizona or Kansas? Arizona. Huh. Yeah. I mean, so it sounds like you like a little. I mean, I'm very chalky here. Like uh, Gonzaga, you know, will will be my. Uh, I'll ride them a lot. I, I like Arizona, but you always have to fill out one upset bracket. And I'm I'm having trouble going against Gonzaga and Arizona and even Kentucky. Yeah, I told you, I ended up going with UConn just to do it because I like UConn. Mm. But I do think there's going to be some chances here. I mean, North Carolina. I, I don't know. You know, really? the, uh, just just looking at some lower seeds. I do think this is going to be a crazy tournament. I know Uh-oh. I picked chalk for the Final Four, but it's just because I don't know what 12 seeds going to make it. It's uh, yeah. but I do think you could see a lot of surprises, and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all at the end of this first weekend if there's a couple one and two seeds sitting at home. Wow. What about UCLA? Any trouble with Akron? 
because they play that slow down, grind it out yeah. style. So what that is going to happen is if you like live betting, see how that game's going early. Is Akron in it? Because if they are, they're going to shorten that game down to nothing. Now, if they get if they're down 14 to 2, the game's going to be over because they can't limit possessions. So that would be a good live betting opportunity, I think. See if Akron can withstand that first 10 minutes and stay close. I I, I was on to Kent State because of you. You've been touting them yep. uh, heavily. And I didn't even realize that they had guys suspended for the championship game for some stupid Snapchat thing. But this is an Akra team that got swept by Kent State in the regular season. And I don't know, Kent State probably beats them in the championship, right? So is Akron one of those teams that, like you said, Yale, the second best team in the Ivy. Is Akron the second best team in that in that conference? They are. They, I mean, they've won eight in a row, but I, the people can say what they, that was going to be a close game anyway. They're rivals. They hate each other, but you know, losing your first or second best player for the first half and being down nine, it's not ideal in a championship game. Right. Yeah. So Kent state would have been a team I took in this tournament. If they had a good matchup, as you pointed out, I can't back Akron because I think that the second best team in a, you know, mediocre conference. Right. All right. Final two questions. Um, you know, I, I like this Tennessee team. Obviously, the great run in the SEC tournament. They're in that bracket with Loyola and Villanova. I saw a stat that Rick Barnes, uh, noted March choke artist, won 11-1 against the spread in his last 13 NCAA tournament games. Is this a guy you can trust? Like, uh, Tennessee to the Final Four, a lot of people are going to have that. See, Tennessee is a team that I was late to get on because I just didn't believe in. Uh, and they're better than I thought. They have better guard play than I than I anticipated. They defend well. But again, that's a team that I know it's the hot pick. I wouldn't want to see them play Arizona. As somebody who has Arizona, I think that's a, one of the teams that could beat them. They, they defend mm. them and uh, you, they'll, they'll obviously score against them. But I do think there's a chance they could get tripped up before that. You know, sometimes yeah. Tennessee does have those games. You know, we saw it against Arkansas in their one recent loss where they end up with 45 or 50 points too. So yeah. that'll be interesting to see. Uh, we'll close out with a team uh, that I, I can't quit this team. Iowa Hawkeyes fun is hell. Listen, Tom, I don't know how much pickup basketball you play. If I could play for any team in the country, I might want to play for Iowa. Cause basically they just give everybody the green light from three. Uh, Keegan Murray's could be like a Kemba Walker type guy. Um, I, I just look at Iowa. And I, they're a team easy to root for. I'll never forget last year during the tournament, I watched, you know, Luca Garza, they got smoked by Oregon. And I think I tweeted out that, um, you know, next year's team's going to be better than this one. And and Scott Van Pelt came after me and was like, no way, no shot. And I look at this Iowa team, I'm like, this team can do some damage. I mean, everybody had Oregon last year in the second round, right? Right. I, I, I think this Iowa team can make a run here. So here's what's here's what's going to happen. They're going to kill Richmond. That's one of my first <laughs> okay. round picks. They're going to absolutely murder them. All right. So that one's done. Then I think Creighton and San Diego State are two nice teams. They're not going to be able to score enough against Iowa. Uh, and, oh and, wait, wait. Iowa would play. Sorry, Providence. Uh, South oh, Dakota. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's a, right. the the so if if that's South Dakota State. The yeah. Iowa will be one of my biggest bets of the tournament because <laughs> they're going to play the same style. And I have this is why I took Col uh, against Colgate last year. I learned this years ago when Sienna played Arkansas and played a similar style with them. If two teams are playing the same style, the exact same style, you take the team that has more five star players, <laughs> more depth, and more height. And that's yes. that would be Iowa. That'll be a popular pick in round two, the Jackrabbits. But I will be on Iowa big. And then you're looking at a matchup, you know, with Kansas. Kansas, right? Or who, who they play? Yeah, it would be Kansas, Kansas, unless you think something of Creighton.
straighteners. Yeah, and so the that to me, that's the the winner there. And I struggled picking that game. I think my uh, bias against the Big Ten has me with Kansas, but the winner there, I think, is going to go to the Final Four. Hmm. Yeah, that Iowa team, it, they're fun, right? They're, they're e- like yeah. Big Ten teams, you know, like Ohio State and Illinois, eh, kind of boring. This Iowa team, man, they just jack it. They don't play any defense, though, which yeah, right. obviously that, you never want that in March. Exactly. And I, and again, uh, that's why I, I really like that second round game. I mean, listen, the Jackrabbits will score, but uh, Iowa's just going to score. I mean, you got me really excited about that game now. I just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm re- now I'm looking forward to the second round. Yeah, yeah, Iowa. All right, well, Thomas Casale, thank you so much for taking the time, man. We love your work. Obviously, you guys got to follow him on social media. Obviously, knows his gambling stuff. You, you were what was it? I saw you had like you were on like uh, twenty two games over five hundred or something like that. Yeah, I had a really good uh, basketball season. I, I, I've been, I've been doing well all year. Thankfully, you know, it doesn't always go that way, but the the way I cap has turned out well for the for this season. That's great, man. Congratulations. Thanks a lot, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.